Our gospel lesson for today, the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered into the synagogue and he taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him, they were all amazed, and they kept asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. I've noticed over the course of the last few years, last handful of years, there's kind of a new weird little genre of, of movies that have kind of come about. And the I don't really have a good name for them, but the best way to describe them is dumb, humorous horror. Case in point, Sharknado. Okay, here's some giggles. You remember Sharknado? Came out, it was actually a sci-fi movie, and for some reason it spawned like five sequels. Like, people loved this movie. Are you familiar with Sharknado? You're not, okay, I see a few nods and I see a lot of no's. Sharknado, this is so stupid. <laughs> There's a giant storm along the coastline creating tornadoes that sucks up a bunch of seawater and sharks dropping it on a city. Chaos ensues. The fr <laughs> I've seen this movie one time. And the time that I watched it, I was actually watching it with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, and we were laughing so hard that we woke the entire house up because it was just so utterly ridiculously stupid. So dumb it's funny. Are you familiar with this type of mentality? Something that's so dumb it's funny. There's another movie that just came out about a year ago that fits this bill, and guilty pleasure, I just watched it like two weeks ago, Cocaine Bear. Do I even need to describe the plot to Cocaine Bear? It, I do? Okay. Um, a bear eats cocaine and goes nuts. <laughs> and it's just utterly ridiculous. Now, here's the really weird part about this. They say it's based on a true story. The only truth that I found in that movie is that late in the movie, plot point, sorry, spoiler, you find out that the bear, which is female has cubs and violently protects cubs. This, the, the bear goes, all mama bear. That's the only reason that I brought this up, okay? Admittedly, this is a weird intro. I, I, I will own that. But I want you to think about mama bear. I mean, this is something that we've gotten into our, our language, right? Maybe I look out there and I see some mama bears out there. If something's happening with our kid, we'll protect them. And, you know, Papa Bears, it happens, too. It's, it goes both ways. Now, please, forget that I even brought up Sharknado and Cocaine Bear. 
but let's tuck mama bear, papa bear in the back of your minds, and I'm going to talk about Jesus now, which admittedly, this is a weird stretch. So we're early in Mark's gospel, and right now, this is fitting with where we are in the church year. So we're in the season of Epiphany. The theme of Epiphany is ways that Jesus is revealed to the world as the Messiah. Now, we've been in this season for a few weeks now, and we've had different stories in which Jesus is somehow revealed. Sometimes he's revealed through the action or the words of another person, like John the Baptist points out, that's the Messiah. Sometimes he's revealed by the booming voice of God saying, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Sometimes he's pointed out by his own actions or his own teachings, and that's kind of what we find today. Now, I love Mark's gospel so much because Mark crams a lot of action into a very short period. We're still in the first chapter. And some of these stories that I've just been describing, that's all right in there. We have Jesus comes on the scene. He's baptized. He goes out into the wilderness for 40 days. That's almost just a throwaway comment here in Mark's gospel. And then he comes into, uh, into Capernaum or into the Sea of Galilee in the northern section of, of Israel and the, 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 around the Sea of Galilee. He calls his first disciples by just telling them, follow me. That's all happened so far. And now we pick up today with our story. They go into the city, which was a very bustling community that's right along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. A lot of people, a lot of activities going on there. And now it's the, or it's the, uh, the Sabbath day. So Jesus goes into the synagogue. They gather very similar to like we are now. This is their religious setting, their religious gathering. And they're gathered for worship, and he's teaching. And he's teaching with authority. And everybody who's listening is like, wow, this is different. This is somehow new. And then in the midst of all that, there's this individual who is possessed of a demon. We don't know exactly what that means. We don't know if this is a literal possession. It kind of seems like it is. Or if this is the author's understanding of what mental illness might have looked like at that time. And they didn't really understand. All we know is there's something that's hindering this guy. And he jumps up. And in the midst of this whole situation, this demon calls Jesus out. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? We know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. He's proclaiming the identity of Jesus. Now, Jesus goes all Papa Bear because he is going to protect this individual. Be silent and come out of him. And the demon has to listen. So he heals this man. Jesus doesn't stop there either. As soon as this moment is over, in an upcoming, this is a preview of next week, Jesus leaves the synagogue, goes into Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. Jesus heals her. Word sped, spreads around the community. Hey, this guy's a healer. It's incredible. We should check him out. And they bring everyone who's sick or possessed of a demon, and Jesus is healing everybody. He's so popular. They try and find him the next morning. Jesus seems to be all tuckered out, and he's disappeared off into the countryside. And he says to his disciples, we're going to leave, and we're going to go everywhere else around the area. And he keeps doing the same thing. Jesus is beginning this ministry. This is the early part of his ministry. Now, his ministry is one where he's continuously freeing people from that which hinders them, which, which takes uh, somehow their life of fullness and puts a hindrance upon it. That seems to be his whole thing. Now, whatever it is that God is ultimately up to through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, including this ministry that he's up to, when he's bringing the kingdom of heaven near, God seems to be trying to free his beloved children from the powers of sin and death and darkness. That's ultimately what Jesus is accomplishing. 
this authority that Jesus possesses, this authority that is from God because it is God, is over top of everything. And isn't it amazing that he can command these things to happen, and they do? But think of who he is. Jesus is God. So the voice that comes out of him is the same voice that literally spoke creation into existence. Let's go back to Genesis for just a second. I love that story so much. God says, we need some cool stuff. I'm going to make it. And what does God do? God speaks it into existence. So if existence listens to the voice of God and becomes simply because God says it, well, then what's that mean for what Jesus has to say? We hear that he commands a demon today. The demon listens. And we also think about the things that Jesus says about every one of us. Through Jesus, God is claiming all of us as beloved children. And maybe if we learn anything from stupid movie that I referenced earlier. It's that God will go all papa bear. God will go all mama bear to protect God's children, and that's all of us. Now, we live in a reality that's good, but it's not perfect. And we live lives that are good, but not perfect. We know that. We are broken, flawed people. We harm our relationships with one another. We harm our relationships with God. And that sinfulness, that brokenness, that's what Jesus is ultimately trying to protect all of us from. And whatever he was accomplishing, he somehow did it. When Jesus is hanging on the cross, he says the words, it is finished. And that's true for all of us, even in the times when it does not feel like it. So remember this, whatever you may be facing today, whatever darkness maybe is coming into these doors along with you, whatever you might be carrying that's rough and tough and you don't quite know what to do with it, we have a God who says, you are my child. I love you. I... God says, hi, apparently. Um, God says, hi, I love you. You're mine. Hi. I think I just, we just opened a can of worms, didn't we? Um, God loves you. I'm sorry I brought up cocaine bear. Amen. <laughs>